Hello, welcome to Network Special. Guess what, folks? With an X. Um, this is a new season, season two of Network Special, which means it's a whole new world. For those of you who listened to episode 59, you may be surprised to... Well, no, you won't be surprised. For those of you who turned on this for the first time on episode 60 or what will be called season two episode one um <laughs> you will not be confused by the new voice you hear you will be uh excited i'm sure because it's a great voice this new this new co-host um wow, has an amazing oh there it comes right 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 there that was a little glimpse at what you're about to hear after a proper introduction season two of network special out with the old. Sorry, Zachariah. We had to say goodbye because you were getting on with your life. Um, <laughs> and we decided to not end the show, but um, continue on with a new host by the name of Colin. And he can say his last name if he'd like to. Sure, I can <laughs> say that. My last <laughs> I mean... I don't know that anybody out there cares, but my last name is Perkins. So yeah, there it Perkins. is. Colin now, now Perkins. you know everything about me. And so, and Nathan, that was a that was a lovely uh, introduction. Maybe the nicest one I've ever had, and maybe the nicest one I've ever heard. So that was great. Thank you for letting me be part of that. For those of you who have listened to the last fifty nine episodes, you'll know that I've never introduced the show before. I don't think. <laughs> There no, been one. There no. Been one. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm serious. I know it sounds like I've been doing this a hundred times, but no, 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 no. So <laughs> I am rusty at this and may even uh, defer to Colin for these in the future. We will see. <laughs> but well, I, I would be I would be happy to help. I mean, I'm just here to help in any way that I can. So that's uh, good. whatever I'm called on to do, I'm here to do. I feel kind of like. This is going to be a really old reference, uh, but it, it maybe it aligns with the uh, the you know the podcast that we're on. <laughs> is I feel like if you ever watched the Dukes of Hazard and it was everything was going along great with the Dukes of Hazard, and then one season just randomly the two Dukes just left, <laughs> and two replacement Dukes came in. I feel kind of like one of those replacement Dukes of Hazard right now. So yeah, hopefully uh, I can I can at least you know uh, be somewhat uh the the co-host that Zachariah was so i am glad to be here well and like i said you're listening to the duke boys on network <laughs> special uh the show where we watch old tv we talk about the golden age of appointment television where when you wanted to watch something you had to be home at least before the advent of vh vcrs um and now with the magic of the internet, we can watch these over and over again. Um, my name is Nathan Shear, and I've already introduced Colin Perkins. Colin, we have been friends for a long time. We did comedy together. And yep. um, now it's just like it feels like it feels like we're back in those old days again. Like we're yeah, on stage yeah. right now and in front of a bunch of uh, book nerds. <laughs> a bunch of usually we were on stage in front of a bunch of comedians that were just waiting for their turn to perform and weren't That's really true. paying any attention that is so, true that is true <laughs> so it can't get you know it can't get any better than that so it's true uh yeah but we're back at it 
<laughs> falling into old times like like you know i don't know what do they say falling into i don't i'm i'm mixing up my metaphors in my own head there but and you know the point we, being that we're back together and it feels it feels so right how's that it it feels great but i just i do want to say that we did promise at the beginning of network special season one that we would not mix metaphors but in season two <laughs> it may happen and you will just have to deal with it because it's a new show um what are we That's talking right. about this week what are we talking about this week today we're we're going to talk about a uh, a made for tv special that, that premiered in 1984 called the hoboken chicken emergency and this and boy, is it an interesting one for me to be jumping <laughs> yeah, in on. Yes. I, I don't I don't know how the hell to feel about this <laughs> this show. So, so I'm excited to talk about it. So th- what's we've talked about. OK, so when this aired, it aired on a TV show uh, called Wonderworks. It's Wonderworks. Yeah, Wonderworks. Yeah. Right. And we've done a couple of Wonderworks episodes already. We've we did. um Sorry, I'm looking at my list. The Boy Who Loved Trolls. Sure. Uh, Classic. I think that might be the only one we've done so far. We might have done another one, but I don't remember. Uh, you've seen The we're Boy just, Who Loved Trolls? We've just scraped this certain... No, I haven't <laughs> okay, seen it. But awesome. I heard you you talk about it on an episode. How's <laughs> okay. that? Yeah, but yeah, we, we're just starting to scratch the surface of the <laughs> Wonderworks <laughs> pantheon or, uh, you know, library of excellence. So... Now and and, and so. you may not remember Wonderworks the show, but if you ever watched, it was on PBS, I think. But if you've ever mm. watched VHS tapes of these kinds of like hour-long movies starring kids doing weird things, you might have seen the <laughs> Wonderworks logo, which is a um, like a hot air balloon floating around the words. Um, but yeah, and I read. So I did some research, Nathan, and and I what I read was that Wonderworks. I think it was 1987 was acquired, or the rights to distribute it was acquired by Disney, and then they started distributing oh. these fine films on VHS for a while. I have to believe, based on the uh, this this movie, that maybe they realized pretty quickly they there was no money <laughs> to uh, be made on these, and and they discontinued it shortly thereafter. But for well, a, they, a period they had they had the rights to do that. That makes sense in because I remember I'm sure that I watched these on the Disney Channel. Yeah, I'm absolutely. sure that that's where they would put it. That makes sense. Um so the Hoboken Chicken Emergency, it stars who? Who does it star? So the the first thing, even before we find out who this stars, okay. it, it starts out with like the very first thing you see when the credits start is, it, or you hear, I should say, is this this really old timey horn music, oh, which I love. This <laughs> I music. just was like immediately like I don't know how to I don't know how I feel about that. It it felt like I was going to be watching like a vaudeville, like a, a Laurel and Hardy short or something like that. It was like very yes. old fashioned. It's like, um, it's like and the then music we, you'd hear on Main Street at Disney. Yes, that's exactly what it sounds like. That's exactly what it sounds like. And it's it's very like, I mean, that's not a, that wasn't a super. That was a clarinet, right? That was your clarinet. Accu- that wasn't a super accurate, um, you know, replication of what it sounds like. But yeah, it sounds like there should be like, yeah, merry-go-round and people, kids running down the street, like with the hoop, The you know, when they'd like do the wooden hoop and they'd 
hit it with a stick and make it roll, whatever that was called. Um, And then, and then we find out in the, in the credits, there's a couple names that are notable. One is that uh, Dick Van Patten is in this Mm. film. Yeah. And, and then the very last, they pull the very last thing where, you know, when you're watching a show or a movie or something and like one of the biggest stars is like the last person that Mm -hmm. they introduce. The last title says, and Peter Billingsley as Arthur. So and Peter the, Billingsley, obviously, is which, we know who he is, right? From the Christmas story. Yeah. And uh, by, which is so interesting that they put him at the end because typically they reserve that for like, would you say like the biggest star who's making like a guest appearance? Yeah. But who he, spent like one day on the set and had one line. <laughs> but, and they're like, and, the, you know, but this is the Betty main White as guy. this. Yeah. But this yeah, is he's, he's the, the main, main guy, character. Yeah. Absolutely. So and, it was an interesting way to approach that. Um, I love. We talked about this in all, in the last episodes with the host who shall not be named. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this music is my bread and butter. I this all this kind of. Um, it's like ice cream truck music. It's like yeah. Uh, just. I don't know. It's it's not even from my time period. Like, but I feel like people who were making kid shows for kids at that time were so nostalgic for their own childhood that they just jammed it all in our faces. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that is exact. I think you're exactly right with that. Yeah. <laughs> so everything's just like either everything is based in the '50s and everyone's a greaser, or like, <laughs> or like everything is like. If they're just a little bit older and maybe more Jewish, then everything's vaudevillian. <laughs> just a smidge more Jewish, you're yeah. saying? Uh, yeah. And, it, yeah, it's very vaudevillian. That's kind of what we get here. And then we find out Peter Billingsley is in this. So, yeah, like you said, it's um, it's Ralphie from yes. uh, A Christmas Story. And so this came, this comes out the year after A Christmas Story comes out. And um, – and so, yeah, you would think that his career is, you know, riding high. He's probably getting all kinds of offers. Do you um, think that this was filmed before Christmas Story? It it may have been. I was trying to figure out just from looking at him, like, was this filmed? And then, like, the pe- the people at the studio watched it and said, oh, what is this? What's this? This is terrible. And they just, like, put it on a shelf somewhere. And then the Christmas story came out and they said, oh, he's a star now. We got to rush that thing out. I, I would not be surprised if that's the case because um, he does look at certain times. He looks a little bit younger. What did you think? I thought he looked. Uh, he, I feel like he's not as OK. He like Peter Billingsley. You're going to insult his looks, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, no. Peter oh, okay. Billingsley is not to me, at least in this time period. He is not the best actor. He's saying the words. He's kind of, he's kind of <laughs> stuttering. He has like a speech impediment, I think, impediment. And he's, um, and, and for some reason they also just left it all in, like his like well, stumbling it, over the lines. Yeah, so they that, did. And <laughs> I think it's it's maybe one of those like Hayden Christensen's a terrible actor, and then you start thinking about it and you go, well, the script that he's trying to say is is pretty sure. shabby. Sure. It might be one of those things where, um. In a Christmas story, it was better, better writing. I would, I, I'll go out on that limb and say that. And then yeah. you also had like his narrator, like the voice in his head narrator was mm-hmm. narrating a bunch of it. And here he's just left to kind of say these lines that were, 
um, thrown together for him. And it is kind of, I, I completely agree. It's very stilted at times and very like weird and rigid kind of. So then, so in my mind, he's, this is new. Like this is like, I feel like I, that's why I feel like this may have been recorded before because he's, he's better in Christmas story or, or the director is better in Christmas story, which is yeah. highly fun. Now let me ask you Probably what, what, some of both. What did you, so the dad is clearly like any TV show from the eighties, the parents are 90 years old. <laughs> like, like everyone's, yeah. everyone's so old. Right. But it's, so his dad's like classic, like, uh, co-worker dad like just <laughs> and he but and he's dressed like plaid shirt jeans whatever yeah but then like um he's dressed like a newsie or something who <laughs> arthur yeah like, the, the son yeah yeah it's very like what time period am i looking at right now i can't figure out i can't really put my my uh, finger on where in the space-time continuum this is actually happening. It's weird. Um, and then the, like and the it, news. His, the, he's, a, he's established, the dad is established, like, really quickly as, like, oh, he's the uptight character. He's going to be, like, kind of a like a cranky, you know, angry type guy. Um, and I thought it was funny because the first thing, the very first thing he does, you first see him in the living room. He's watching TV. His wife is in the kitchen. She's, I don't know, doing some making dinner or doing something. And the first thing he does is he yells to her and says, hey, you got to come in here and see, you know, what's on the TV. So she does. She comes into the room and she says something really simplistic, like, what are we watching or what is it? And as soon as she says a word, he goes, shh. So like he's (laughs) called her. He's called her into the room, told her to like, you got to come see what this is. And she is interested and as soon as she makes a syllable of sound he's like shut up like he's like yells at her basically i'm like oh that's a nice vibe in this house that arthur gets to live in did you notice that he that he was like kind of like instantly a jerk like that yeah he's so this is the classic uh stern father uh permissive mother relationship yeah so like absolutely and he, but he's absolutely like a, a a male like, um, like throughout the show he's always saying no, but she's buttering him up to say yes. So like, he has this like power there for sure that classic traditional power thing. But but it is that that opening scene I is think, the biggest yeah, jerk it, moment of the whole time. I think it it is, and it's it, you're instantly watching it going like, gee, I wonder if he'll be redeemed by the end, and. <laughs> So, so that's fine, but but I, I think it's funny. Um, I actually wrote down word for word some of the things that were being said on the TV show that he was watching. So he's oh, yeah. watching, he's watching the mayor, who's played by Dick Van Patten, um, and they look like they're from the seventies. Ma- yeah, again, it's like what's happening right here? Like I don't, I can't. Like they raided like whatever wardrobe was left on the studio lot from like nine different productions, and yeah. just say, like this works. In Hoboken, people don't care about time periods when they get dressed. But he's so he's the mayor is on TV. He's talking about uh, there's a shortage going on in their city of Hoboken. And this is word for word. One of the things he says, he says, due to the truckers doesn't say who the truckers are, what kind of truck, just just blanket statement. The truckers due to the truckers refusing to pay our city transit tax. Mm -hmm. Hoboken may not get any more turkeys this year. 
And I was instantly like, what? Like, what are we? I, and a lot of things came to my mind in that, like, really broad kind of generic sentence. The truckers are refusing to pay some city transit tax. So Hoboken, <laughs> he doesn't say, like, we're not going to get any shipments of food. We're not going to get any shit. He says, like, specifically, we're not going to get any more turkeys this year. That's it. Which I thought was, was interesting. He doesn't it's, say there's any other issue. The supply chain is strictly uh, with the turkey and the turkey's coming into the city of Hoboken. Well, it's either um, that the entire economy of Hoboken is turkey-based. Or, <laughs> or I like that take. I like that take. Or the turkey truckers are, is what he meant to say. But yeah, it's it's just that they're setting it up. There's, but how many turkey truck? How many turkey truckers does a town have? Well, there's like, a lot. That's why they had to institute the, the the tax because it was ruining the roads. All these turkeys, <laughs> these, just, these turkeys left and right. So they're setting tearing it up. things apart in Hoboken. Yeah. So <laughs> so he so, Arthur, so I'm like okay. Yeah. So Arthur has to is tasked with going to the store to get a turkey, um, so they can get one. He's getting one early. And um, when he gets there, it's two weeks. Yeah, two weeks before Thanksgiving, yes. they say. And so when he gets there, uh, the turkey shop is closed, the butcher's closed, and um, then we meet. From this moment on, we meet um, one of his. Who, who is this guy? Who would you? How would you describe this guy? I, I. They don't even like attempt to make this not. Like I was very confused for a few minutes when this was happening. So yeah, he's going to buy a turkey. His parents have given him money. He goes, and then the store is closed, but, like, randomly out of the window above the store, <laughs> this guy just st- – this very weird dude sticks his head out, and he's got, like – I guess it was a British accent. Would you would you yeah, concur I, I, with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A scientist accent. Uh, <laughs> a sci- yeah, thank you. Uh, you know how those British scientists all sound. Mm-hmm. He – like he sticks his head out and there's clearly like there's ambient noise and I think there's like feathers like popping out of the window or something. There's, there's some kind of chaos and commotion going on in this like apartment that this guy lives in above this closed grocery store. Um, And we, we learn pretty quickly that uh, this guy starts asking Peter, they start having some conversation about what Peter's uh, Peter, his name is Peter in real life. Sorry, Arthur, what Arthur is trying to do. And uh, instantly this guy goes into trying to sell Arthur this chicken, which he isn't what he's there for. He scams him. Yeah, he basically turns into a con artist. Because so the kid's Arthur, like... Uh, Arthur has 20 bucks, I think. Yeah, he's like, I'm trying to buy a turkey. And the guy's like, oh, get on out of here, kid, or whatever he says to him. And he's like, oh, I guess I'll take my 20 bucks elsewhere. <laughs> like, I don't know. And the guy hears the words 20 <laughs> bucks. He's like, oh, I have what you need. Yeah, he's, he tells him that, like, he basically zeroes in on the 20 bucks and is like, oh, jackpot, I'm going to take this kid for all he's worth. And he proceeds to sell him a gigantic uh, chicken. And when I say gigantic, I don't mean like, oh, that's big enough to feed, like, a whole big family. No, like, literally, the chicken is, was it like 266 pounds or something, he yeah, says? Yeah, it's, it's a man... It's a, it's a man in a chicken suit. <laughs> very that is very a, clearly, it's a man in a chicken suit. Yes. Um, By the way... A, a giant chicken suit. One thing we didn't mention was this is actually based on a book, a kid's book. Um, it is, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know who the author is, sorry. But that is a, a big feature of s- 
kids programming from PBS and from this time period of like just taking any kid's book and turning it into a show. And I think the idea being that like, oh, this will get kids reading because they'll see this book in the store and go, oh, I watched that show. Uh, did that work for you, or did you just only continue to watch the show over and over again? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. It's, so it's written by a a couple, Daniel and Jill Pinkwater. I don't know if that's a married couple or a brother and this sister. This is definitely sure, a two person team. You definitely a two. A two it took a two person team to crank this bad boy out. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when I f- that I knew it was based on a book, and when I we started watching the beginning, and the mayor was talking about the the turkey shortage. Uh, I remember kind of like laughing and, and saying like, you know, I, I don't remember reading. I read a lot of books as a kid. I don't remember reading any that were about like organized labor disputes or like supply chain shortages or anything like that. I'm like, it's kind of a weird jumping off point for a children's book. But Dude, every every that's what I love. We, t- we talked about this a lot um, is it, Media from the 80s and the 70s and the 60s or whatever, a lot of it was based on like the working man, like working man yeah. politics. Like every everyone's yep. like a truck driver or a union worker or like a, a, a you know, coal worker or like some like mechanic. Everyone like like, you know, and, and basically they're just like, you know, it's a, it revolves around their life and them overcoming all the odds. And now everyone like. Now everyone's like a millionaire architect. Yeah, yes. In all movies and stuff. But then, yes, it was it was all like I'm a blue collar worker or I'm a weird British scientist that apparently like genetically engineers gigantic, you know, poultry. Uh, it's always one of those two. Yeah, one of those um, two. So yeah, this this scientist rips you know rips Arthur off, takes his twenty bucks, and and Arthur goes trudging back home with his gigantic chicken. And you can Which, guess what happens. The, the uh, I bet like, his dad didn't like it. Yeah, he did. He didn't. I, like, like, <laughs> he did not. I I, I want to. I, I don't want to. Um, we can go frame by frame on this, um, but let, I want to hop around a little bit to like sure, just especially to our feelings on it. But because um, <laughs> you can guess where a lot of this goes. Like he takes it home. His dad's like no. We're not keeping this freaking chicken. Where's the turkey? Uh, funny enough, like no one, like really, no one cares that there's no turkey anymore for for Thanksgiving. Right. It's just like, oh, we're not keeping this pet. But then the mom's like, eh, come on, dude, let him take it. You and know, then now he has the pet. You know what's one thing that occurred to me is uh, Arthur in this this movie has a dad that's sort of like fixated on turkey, and and. Uh, <laughs> His the char- his character he plays in the Christmas story. Do you remember there's that part of the movie where his yes. dad is like obsessed with a turkey too? Yeah. So I'm like, what's happening in Peter Billings? Like, like how that's got to be the most specific, um, you know, typecasting in the world. Like Ralphie has that as a dad. Arthur has he. I can only play characters he- whose dads are like just weirdly obsessed with turkey. Do you like think they there's... can't get past it? There's like always a character in everything he works on, like like Samfield puts Superman in so. every episode or something. <laughs> I want to believe that that's the case. Yes, that would be the greatest like Easter egg series of Easter eggs in the history of like Hollywood production. Is if every movie that's the case for him. But but yeah, so, I I meant to 
mention that earlier on because I'm like, am I am I weird for noticing this? Because I think <laughs> maybe they just like ripped it off from each other or something. But so yeah, he takes he takes the yeah. the uh, chicken home, which we should start referring to this chicken as her oh, uh, by her name? actual name, which is Henrietta. Is her yes, name? Yes, Henrietta. So okay, the chicken. He takes the chicken around town, okay? Like, this is, like, this is the kind of stuff that kids want to see, right? Right. Is, like, we, we, look, we all, we all as kids, we all know the dad's going to be some curmudgeon naysayer. The mom's going to be in our corner. Let's get to the meat of this story, which is we mm-hmm. want to see this freaking big chicken walk around Hoboken. A ki- children's favorite uh, setting for a story, by the way, Hoboken. Yeah. New Jersey. Everyone loves it. And um, so he takes this this chicken around. People are seeing the chicken. They're backing away. They're afraid. Uh, no one says, "Is this a chicken or a man in a suit?" Just everyone just <laughs> immediately, <laughs> which is which is what everybody should be saying yeah. is like, "Hey, where'd this guy get this costume? Where's yeah. <laughs> why is he dressed up for a Halloween party? Halloween yeah. was a few weeks ago. We're about to have Thanksgiving." No. Everybody just takes it at face value. Yeah, this, this is, is a 266-pound chicken. chicken. So then he takes it so, to this, like, cat litter box of a playground. <laughs> yes. This thing looks- it's the same pl- – I think it's the same playground that, like, when when Arthur was first walking to try to buy a turkey at the beginning, he goes by some kids that are, like, his friends. Yeah. And he tries to get them to come with him, and they basically are, like – I mean, they're really kind of, like, rude to him. Yeah. Um, to the point where I'm like, Arthur, I don't know if those kids are actually your friends. Like, they're kind of <laughs> mean to him. But, yeah, now he goes back to the playground with and, Henrietta, his giant chicken. And this playground, uh, I, it it looks like the Gaza Strip. Like, it looks like oh. – <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a real conflict going on at this thing. But there's, there's a um, – and there's just a slide, and it's just this big, like, Russian uh, – like – like a metal structure. Um, But this isn't the last, this isn't the last time we'll see Arthur at this playground. No, he's there constantly. He's clearly, he clearly likes it. He's clearly never seen a nicer playground in his life. So (laughs) he's like, this is it. This is the, this is living. This is fun. And there's an old, there's a drunk in drunken home, homeless person who's there. And he does the kind of thing where he like looks up and then, sees the chicken and he he doesn't throw like alcohol away like he's giving up alcohol like like you know, <laughs> like he's, he's not gonna not, go sober. he's not that scared he's just going back to sleep no he's like oh yeah i see those all the time so all this stuff um, happens the chicken gets away from him and let, let's push this forward because unless you have something in between no all so this, the chicken the chicken yeah. basically ends up stuck on the roof of a building yeah okay so that's like kind of the big the first big thing that happens that's yeah. like oh no this giant gigantic chicken is going to be a problem um so eventually the chicken you know people come out and, and help and the chicken gets down arthur has henrietta back um but he he knows and i think his dad even tell like you need to take this this thing back right so he has to take it back to the scientist yeah and the and the everyone like the cops and the firefighters all show up to try to get the chicken down mm-hmm. and uh, by the way it, it, initially they think it's a polar bear someone has like <laughs> told them it's a polar bear and they're like oh yeah it's a polar bear and he's like no it's a chicken and they're like oh, okay kid 
there, there's a lady. I think this is. Um, I think this is the point where maybe I'm skipping ahead for a few minutes. But at one point, a neighbor lady shows up with her husband, and she says, "I think I am skipping ahead. I think this is maybe in a few minutes." Yeah, yeah, when yeah. Henrietta shows back up at their house, so we'll skip yeah, that we'll for pick now. It to but it. but basically, Arthur takes the chicken back and says, "Like, hey, can I get my money back? I I can't take care of this gigantic thing, obviously." And then he does something. I don't know if you noticed this, but Arthur has given the chicken back. He's he's kind of sad. He's leaving. He walks out of this professor scientist guy's apartment. The door closes, and he starts to walk away. And then he turns and he he yells in back into the apartment. He says. Now, this may be a case of you were saying he adds like, you know, some speech challenges. Um, <laughs> so maybe he mi- miss said something or I misunderstood. But I'm pretty sure he says, please, sir, don't feed her to the Coast Guard. <laughs> OK. <hold> and on. <laughs> I have no idea why okay. he says that. It's be- like it, I was he I think he makes a reference earlier on when he's selling the chicken or something like that, that like. Because I think he go like I think Arthur initially doesn't want to buy the chicken from the beginning, and then I think he says, "Okay, if I guess if you don't want them, I'll just sell them to the Coast Guard. They can have them or something." Okay, like that. I completely missed I, I'm that. I'm pretty then, sure he does. Which, okay, that makes that makes that make more sense because I was yeah. like, I had to have missed something or something is very wrong with this this dialogue i don't understand what why he's saying that so okay that makes that make more sense but peter uh not peter i want to call him peter i'm probably going to keep doing arthur arthur is sad so he so he's doesn't have his chicken henriette anymore and he goes back home right yeah so we obviously we know that's not the last we're going to see of the chicken so do you remember what happens next here nathan so he um I think oh these the, the neighbors show up at the apart at their at their house or their apartment. I'm not sure where they live. And yeah, like a, a really nasty neighbor. Like yeah. really nasty. It's it's this older lady, she shows up with your, her husband and she's reporting that she's seen something climbing, you know, the Arthur family house. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. And she says she says um it was a gorilla, a gorilla. This, I thought this was really funny. It was a gorilla, a gorilla as big as a horse, (laughs) which (laughs) every gorilla I've ever seen in my life. Like none of them, I would have said like that's smaller than a horse. Like it's just not how it strikes you when you see a gorilla. So I was like, that's a really, so is a mini gorilla. Like, what does that mean? Um, I I just, I would, she's convinced she saw something climbing the house. Yeah. I would use gorilla as the thing that is the biggest thing. (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah, I would say like I saw all... this horse. It was like as big as a gorilla. <laughs> she says something backwards. So, but I guess a horse. So in... I guess they're taller or something. I don't know. I, I guess so. But it, in response to her reporting this little bit of uh, information, her husband, who seems like a great guy, seems like he's trying to be helpful. He says, you know, it, he, she has said it's something climbing the building. So he says maybe it was a burglar in a white coat. Okay. That's mm-hmm. that didn't strike me as like a ho- horrible, you know, no, thought. That's just a nice. But I, I wrote down again. I, I transcribed exactly what she said. This is what she says to him. He says, oh, maybe it was just a burglar in a white coat. She says to him, quote, oh, that's silly. You're just so stupid. Why don't you just be quiet? You're never any help. You never have been. You're just stupid. That's what she says to him. 
Uh, why? Why? Like, I want to see them. I'd rather see the movie about their relationship. Like, what has happened? They're like uh, between the two of them that she's saying that. I mean, that's that's really mean. I genuinely felt bad for this guy at this point. They, um, yeah, they were an interesting. I guess. I wonder if if that is set up for what comes later. But we'll we'll see when we get there because I think they're trying to make them be really mean because then they have to be nice later in the story. Maybe like I, I guess, yeah. but so so yeah. the chicken gets loose right from the guy that he sells it back. The scientist he sells it back to, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the chicken's going around town. For some reason, this chicken's like way into potatoes. And <laughs> super super big fan of potatoes. It yeah. also knows how to like uh, like bust up a cop car. Like like <laughs> yeah, Henrietta just randomly kind of becomes like a juvenile delinquent. Yeah, like, and just is- starts like. Going around town just messing with stuff and breaking things, basically. I mean, I, I, I'm all in favor of, you know, police, you know, like messing with the police and stuff. Like, you know, like sure. <laughs> but this is out of control. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is a, a line too far, I think. And so the mayor is uh, understandably really irritated. He's, he's kind of like, you know, huffing and puffing about the fact that nobody has caught this chicken. Um and and then they cut to these scenes of they cut back to like things going on around town. And some of it is just very strange and, and, and uh, confusing. Like there's one scene in particular where there's these truck drivers who are driving this like flatbed truck with all these. I think there's a bunch of like wooden pallets on the back of it. And mm-hmm. they get out of their truck and then like they don't see Henrietta. They don't see the chicken. But for some reason, they just randomly get very, like, freaked out or spooked out all of a sudden and just start, like, kind of running around and getting in their truck and driving away. It's, like, very weird. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. There's a couple There's a couple of scenes where, where workers are just losing their minds. There's one where there's just, two workers yeah, who are just Yeah, but you never see the chicken. The chicken. There's, well, there's a scene where two kids that I oh, think they're, like, right. little, like, younger kids, and they just... They do. These two do come upon Henrietta and they just start like repeatedly hitting the chicken with I think it was like towels or something they had in their hand. They just like and Henrietta is not like attacking them or doing anything. She's just kind of standing there. And then they just start pelting this chicken with these towels over and over and over. It's very weird. So so, very weird. So everyone's being really mean to the chicken. And then we are cutting to like basically there's a political meeting and then. The mayor is running for re-election, so there's his opponent is trying to like make him look bad. So he's using the whole chicken thing. So they're trying to figure out what to do. They hire a chicken expert who is played a by g- someone we did not mention at the beginning. Oh, that's you're right, Gabe. You're right, Gabe Kaplan. Ga- yeah, and he's playing a character named Anthony De Palma. Anthony De Palma, who, like you said, they explain he's being hired specifically because. He has caught like giant, massive animals like this uh, in other cities when this has happened, because apparently this ha- this sort of thing happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he comes in and he's like a weird. I don't, how would you even describe him, Nathan? He's like almost like a weird. He's like sort he's, of partially like an Italian stereotype, but he's like partially like a Florida, no, <laughs> Florida no, white trashy guy. No, he's dressed with like a floral up, shirt on. He's dressed up like. Um, He's dressed up like Rodney Dangerfield in uh, like in um, head of the cl- or the- <laughs> hold on. What's the name of the movie? 
<laughs> back to school. Back to school, yeah. He's like, dressed up like <laughs> he's wearing like a plaid suit and like a Hawaiian shirt. But then he's also kind of, he's got like a good uh, cigar and he's kind of doing this like Groucho Marx kind of thing. But yeah, it's also he's like just a five different like kind of just him, though. stereotypical like characters all I, in one. I, I think this is Gabe Kaplan who he is because I think as the teacher he's like this too, but not as slimy. And welcome. Sure. Back okay. I'll buy that. I'll buy um, that. So yeah. he he says like you know I'll catch this chicken for you, but I want sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. Which, okay. So, what is that in then money? In then money, it's it's considerably more. I mean, I can look that up for you <laughs> if you okay. want. Don't worry about it. There's probably a in then money dot com website or something that will do <laughs> yeah. that for us. But yeah, I don't. It's more. It's a lot more. Yeah. Um. So it's no no small ask, you know. But the the mayor is concerned that he is you know not gonna not gonna win reelection if he doesn't you know get this under control immediately. So. And how does Anthony um, De Palma? Uh, expect to lure this chicken in so so as it cuts to like the scene where we see what his plan is one of the it cuts for a a second across like a newspaper that's like updating what's going on in hoboken and the the headline says mayor moves against chicken (laughs) and then the sub the sub headline says famous expert summoned and I'm like, I'm not. Sh- is he a famous expert? Like, I don't know that anybody knows him, but okay. So the mayor's moving against the chicken. Okay, so what is Anthony De Palma going to do? Essentially, he like sets up this giant uh, fake chicken. Ta-da! That's like his. <laughs> that's his whole yeah. plan. So he gets everybody, the mayor and all his like min- the mayor's minions and all the people together, and he says he shows them this giant uh, fake chicken that he's constructed. That looks like and him. he basically says. Yeah, it it looks yeah, pretty pretty similar. <laughs> it's got um, curly hair just like he does. And it has a mustache. <laughs> I think he calls it uh Frank. <laughs> and and then he also starts calling uh, Henrietta, who's the, you know, Arthur's chicken. He names her uh f- I think is it Dirty Louise, I think it is. <laughs> it, yeah. for, for some reason. Yeah. He's like, okay, so Henrietta's now being called Dirty Louise, and he says, like, Dirty Louise will catch her. Frank, this fake chicken, will catch her. I think he says, like, give me 48 hours. Uh, we'll, like, just clear this area out, and, you know, Dirty Louise will find Frank, and then she'll be caught. And That's then, sort of, like, the, uh, the, the level of detail he goes into there. Well, and then he uh, – we forgot that he also negotiated the $60,000 and uh, the, the, the mayor's limo. Uh, so he, he oh says, yeah, that's he right. Says, Give me this forty-eight hours, and then he runs away in the limo right away. And I think the mayor doesn't he say like I haven't even ridden in that before or something like that. Yeah. It's like so it, conceivably it's a limo that the mayor just got, I guess. And yeah, he he uh, makes that part of the deal. So so like, oh man, this is a heavy cost right here for the mayor. We cut to uh, the chicken has caught something. Um, and he has not caught a chicken. Instead, he's caught the homeless man. <laughs> the homeless man who wouldn't stop drinking earlier. Yeah. yeah. So that guy got a couple days of work as a uh, little bit part in here. So good for him. And this. So, but yeah, he's just randomly sitting in like almost like cuddling with this fake chicken randomly. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and they then, find him. and They're like, OK. And then this is where the story takes kind of a weird um, 80s. um unpolitically correct turn <laughs> very weird i wouldn't even say i wouldn't even 
say eight like eighties. I'd say like it made me think, and we'll explain what what happens. But this made me think of that famous character from Breakfast Breakfast at Tiffany's. Sure, sure, sure. But but because I, the pro, the <laughs> professor shows back up, there's like a, a narrator that comes on for a minute and explains that Arthur has sent a like a frantic letter to the professor. Saying like, oh, that he needs help or whatever. So the the professor shows back up, jumps off this train or bus or something, and he's Nathan. Explain explain what the professor is dressed up, the disguise he's wearing. So he has a bowler hat on. He has little round kind of spikely glasses, and <laughs> a a mustache. Um, that is not connected in the middle, but hangs down around the edges, way below his chin. Um, is that a is that a Fu Manchu? Is that what that's called, or do I have? That I, I don't wrong? know. I I think that's what's called. I don't know if you're supposed to say those words. <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm is just, the oh no I don't oh know. no. I think that's okay, Colin. But is uh, that it? Is that a bad? Are you serious? I, I honestly don't know. Fu Manchu. I don't know. I don't know if that's bad or not. I just I was just trying to describe that that because even if you didn't know what a Fu Manchu was, like you'll know exactly what <laughs> when I say it. But then he also it's the has same, like, it's the same kind of like uh, mustache that like I'm gonna go completely in a safe zone that Hulk Hogan had. How's that? But it's not bushy and and, and uh, blonde. It's like a little pencil and it doesn't thin connect black. It does not yeah. connect to his mouth. Instead, it hangs and then it goes way down past his chin. And then he has a little tiny uh, tuft of hair that sticks way down too that he's constantly stroking. As and he has, <laughs> and he has an accent, right? He sure does. What kind of accent does he? Have? Is it a British? Is it science? Science S- accent? No, that's <laughs> not how I would describe. I, I mean, he he basically is doing a really, really horrible, stereotypical, and poorly executed like Asian accent, like a, a really bad. This is, uh, but this he is... he's not. I I felt like he wasn't doing it all the time. Like he kind of like went in and out of it. Kind think, of. Maybe oh, that's just because he was not the best actor in the world, but it oh, sounded to me he like a, he didn't do it the whole time. He, you think he had a, a guilty... <laughs> <laughs> he may have been... Yeah, Everyone's he may have, like... His his inner, uh, you know, his inner, uh, you know, conscience was talking to him. It's like, what are you doing, man? Come on, you're a successful professor, scientist guy. Yeah, this is great at making these giant animals, but what are you doing with this accent? This so he is, goes in and out of it. This is like uh, the kind of... Chinese accent someone at a after hours party on the Mad Men show might do yeah (laughs) it's 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 bad it's bad so the so he goes to see um he's he's very so he's doing all that because he's very concerned he doesn't want people to find out who he really is that he's this even though he I mean, he clearly is the same professor. So anybody that knew him when he was like still living in Hoboken before he fled, um, but is going to know just, this is him. Isn't he just trying to escape like the landlord? Like, isn't this well? Like he like he owes I, the landlord. Money? I mean, I th- I think that's part of it, but I think he's also concerned. He's worried that like, hey, this chicken that is ra- you know ravaging the town right now uh, is my fault, so I don't want to get in trouble. But it's probably some of both. You know he's a deep character, so he's got a lot of he's got a lot going on. So um, he comes, but back. he goes to see the mayor, right? So he goes to see the yes. mayor and basically is trying to convince the mayor that he can help catch this this chicken. 
yeah, is Henrietta. He, he's he makes the, a point of saying her name's Henrietta, yeah. not Dirty Louise or Filthy Louise, whatever it was. <laughs> he's the new chicken uh, expert. And what yeah. his solution is everyone just needs to be nice to the chicken. Yeah, just be nice. Let's be nice to the chicken. Let's not hit her with towels and, <laughs> you know be you know just aggressive and nasty to let's be nice so so uh, the mayor seems to go for this this idea um, and everyone around town is wearing like i love henrietta shirts and there's like signs yeah like a up. whole cottage industry of like you know monic- like t-shirts with messages about henrietta and printed signs so yeah people are putting up signs that say henrietta we love you because that's something you you know, no, you just know that a chicken will read that if you put that kind of sign up. <laughs> yeah, um, and it will know its name so, is Henrietta. Yeah, they it knows its own name. So, yeah, and they're wearing shirts. And, and uh, there's one part where I think it isn't it the old couple that was early. Uh, That's what I was talking about before. Yeah, they come back and there's like a scene where they happen across Henrietta. And instead of her being really mean like she was earlier, she you know, proposes like, Hey, we're supposed to be nice and let's give her some potato chips. She loves potatoes. Everyone knows that. So she has these potato chips and she hands this bag of potato chips to Henrietta. Now this is where this is kind of funny. This is, this is another function of eighties children's or, you know, old children's media is at some point in the night after all this is happening, Arthur, um, is talking with his mom about the chicken or something. And he decides this is nighttime. Like she's like basically combing his hair. Like he's gotten out of the shower yeah. and he's got pajamas on, but he decides to get his clothes on and go out at night to this, <laughs> to, to that this horrible seedy playground <laughs> where this drunk, where the, you know, lives. there's like syringes laying around, <laughs> yes. used syringes laying around and at the base of this slide and, and there's no pushers like walking and there's no, and there's no, like his, his mom's not like, whoa, 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 young man, where are you going? <laughs> Get back yeah, in no. here. No, it's no, no. bedtime. It's bedtime. No, he's out. It's nighttime on the Gaza strip. <laughs> I mean, I think she she has been subjugated by her husband so badly that she doesn't even now question anything her son is doing. That's how like trampled down her sense of self-worth has has become by her husband. So, yeah, Arthur's walking out. She's just like, oh, yeah, you know, normal, normal thing for uh, you to be doing at this time of night. He goes to the playground and then and then Nathan, what happens at the playground? Just bring it on home for us. Well, he finds. He finds uh, Henrietta. She's right there. She's yeah, going. so he's he's sitting at like the base. He's sitting at the bottom of the slide, like yeah. almost like he's gone down the slide and he's at the end of it. And he's just kind of sitting on it. Yeah. And then he hears this noise from up above behind him up at the top of the slide. And he turns around and lo and behold, it's Dirty there Louise. Is. Yeah. <laughs> A.K.A. Henrietta has and found her way back to her, you know, her rightful you know, friend, owner, whatever you want to call it. And um, I think, th- yeah. And, and, then, and then from here, it's just the end of the, the you know, they're, they're just like. It's just it's, abruptly pretty much the end of that. Yeah, point. There's like a couple other like little weird, like jokey scenes. The mayor's at their house and, um, and then yeah. it's that great. Like the, I think they're having the Thanksgiving that they've been talking about. Right. Yeah. And then it's that great music at the end. <laughs> um, so, uh, so uh, 
one of the things let's talk about what we thought about this one of the things about this the things i love about these um specials and, and anything like sesame street or anything where there's kids um living their lives back in the time back in these days mm-hmm. everything is filmed in like either new york or la right yeah and or in Chicago or something like that, you know, in the surrounding areas, uh, wherever these things need to be. All of these kids, and I say this every time we talk about this stuff, but all of these kids are just living these independent lives where they're <laughs> getting on the subway, they're they're traversing a city that they they're going know. into like t- stores and grocery, like and the, yes. the adults in these places know this kid. Yes. And not like they know him because his mom or dad brings him around. They just he walks in and they're they're all like, "Hey, Stanley's here!" Yeah, like they know him. Like and, he's clearly been there before. And they're cutting through construction zones where they're co- <laughs> you know walking through like taunt, like sewer pipes and stuff, and like everyone's just living their lives. Like when I was a kid, I had a certain amount of autonomy. I think is the right word in the, in that sense where yeah. I would I could I know that if in the summer I could walk, I could walk pretty far from my house to get to things. Sure. And I was, but I was always jealous of people who lived in cities where they could just, just go for hours and see all kinds of stuff. Or like in LA where kids are on their bikes and there's palm trees and Venice beach everywhere. Everyone lived near Venice beach in, in yeah. LA in the eighties. Every, everyone. <laughs> yeah. And so all the kids were just like always, you know, like, like if I could, if if I had a time machine, I always say this, uh, that I always use this joke. I would not kill Hitler. I would go back and live in L.A. in the 80s. <laughs> the, why, why the hell are those the two choices? There's only two choices. Where in your brain do you arrive there's, at those being the two things? There's two settings. There's, you know, the World War. There's two settings. There's There's 1900s. Germany and there's (laughs) kill baby Hitler and there's 1980s Los Angeles well or like wherever uh, Steven Spielberg's kids always live in those yeah like the kid it does kind of feel like the the E.T. like when you were describing those kids that just kind of go around that's sort of what the kids in E.T. are like you know they have the single mom who's, you know, working and always into things. So they just have to like, or have to, or get to kind of just go out and do whatever they want in the world. It's, was, it's uh, that kind of, I was, I was happy that, and I am happy that my parents, you know, s- survived their entire marriage together. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, but I, I can't was, say the same, but, but you know. I was very jealous of kids who had one parent at home and who could just stay up all night and go out and do whatever they wanted all the time. Cause their, their mom worked third shift or whatever. You were jealous of that. I was jealous of the freedom they ended up having as a result of that. Oh well, yeah. Cause you're just looking at the upsides of that. So, which is what a kid would do. Obviously. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the same reason where people say like, Oh, that, that kid's parents are divorced. So that he has two Christmases, one with his mom and one with his yeah. dad. And you're like, Whoa, two Christmases. That sounds great. Even though, and they're like, well, yeah, but what, about the, what about the crushing loneliness? The what? What about the <laughs> horrific broken family? Yeah, what? Well, and I can say that cause you know, my parents were divorced. So, um, <laughs> You can't you can't say that about I'm divorced legal, families. I'm legally not allowed. You can't, but I can. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so so there's there's a lot of that kind of uh, child, you know, freedom. I'll use your word autonomy in this this movie, which is which is interesting. The other thing that I noticed about Hoboken, Hoboken's not like a it's not like a podunk town. It's not a one one stoplight town. But um, in real life, it's not. But in this movie, it was probably just like a lack of budget. But I feel like any scene where we saw like the city, there was like one person on an entire street, sometimes two people. But there was no like sense that this was it felt like Henrietta was running around an abandoned city. So I at no point was I like, oh, this is a problem. Like this chicken's causing real problems for all the people that live in the city. Cause it didn't feel like people actually lived or there was no, nobody there, around. There are two did, settings. Did that? There are two settings in this city. There is, um, the, wherever the mayor works, right? So city hall, right? His office. And then that's, that's the, one, then the outskirts of the city where all of the industry has died out. Those are the only two settings of this film. And the people who sure. live there, they live in apartment buildings on the outskirts where there's just warehouses and that's it. Yeah, because seem, seemingly they're going like huge chunks of time with nobody seeing this chicken. And this chicken's huge. Like it's it's when it stands next to like grown men characters in this movie, it's like towering over them and it's 260 some pounds. So it's huge. It's not something that's hiding around town but but it, it seemed to me like i was watching this and like they're going huge chunks of time without anybody seeing it um and they're just kind of like where is this thing we can't figure <laughs> figure and, it out and so that can only happen in like an abandoned city in my opinion well and every scene is from just a different angle of the same corner <laughs> of the same the same back lot street that's like yeah. We have a New Yorky looking street and you can shoot on it and we'll just shoot from a bunch of yeah that's exactly what it looks like but I freaking but, love that setting. I love that setting so much. That like concrete jungle. Like I, I live in Florida now, and the it's just palm trees, and um, there's no sidewalks anywhere. Like unless you live in certain areas, but like I live in like one of these neighborhoods where someone was like, where <laughs> part of the neighborhood's like. Yes, we want sidewalks. We want to walk this the neighborhood. We want to say hello to our neighbors. And then one street over where we live, they're like, "No, get these sidewalks out of here. No, you can't come over here. Stay on your sidewalk." Well, that that uh, that type of environment that you're talking about is uh, the reason I loved. One of the reasons I loved the Goonies so much when I was a kid, and the Goonies is not. It's obviously not like a, a major city that they're in. They're not in New York or L.A., but they are in like an environment where the kids just sort of dictate what they're going to do at any given time and go wherever they want. Yeah. Um, the major difference with between the Goonies and this movie is that the stuff that happens in the Goonies is really entertaining and well, <laughs> well um, directed and written, well produced. There was a budget. There were good actors. Uh-huh. Um, cool stuff happens that like keeps you interested all along. Yeah. I'd say those were the main things that differentiated the Goonies yeah. from the uh, Hoboken chicken emergency, but uh, feel free to, to, you know, disagree with me on that. <laughs> so I would say for Peter Billingsley completists, um, <laughs> definitely of, check this of out. Of which there may, there must be so many. You can find this on YouTube easily. 
You can. I have. It's worth a watch, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it is worth a watch <laughs> if you have a if there is a hole in your Peter Billingsley um, portfolio. Yeah, if you're needing <laughs> to check off those last few things, you're like, I saw, you know, Christmas Story. I saw. I can't even Elf. He's in that for a few minutes. There's one like the BMX. Now I got to see Hoboken Chicken. What's the one? It's like BMX or something. Um, BMX is that one of that's one of his no. movies. Um, it's like the only other one that I know that he's not like because because he eventually became like a producer and stuff. You know, right. so he he's still he's still around and behind the scenes he's in Elf. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but he's in uh, where is it? The I'm I'm looking it up right now because I the dirt bike kid the dirt bike kid yeah that's, that's it I have heard of that not BMX but I've heard of the dirt bike kid that's right that's what it is um and is this let me see if this was a oh sadly this is an in theater movie so we will not be able to do it for this podcast but um you know go ahead check it out I I could still suggest things for you to watch I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. I I was I'll I'll just kind of uh, one of our last couple things to talk about here. There are a couple I was doing trying to do some research. There's not a ton out there about this about this movie, which I think is is a terrible oversight. But um, <laughs> it needs more. It needs more. You know, websites and, well, and content devoted I, to it. I, I just need but there more. are a couple reviews people posted on IMDb, which were kind of entertaining to see pe- what people <laughs> thought of this film. I just need um, more why. I just need more why. Just like more context about why the things in this <laughs> film are happening or why just, did a studio feel like they needed to make this? Yeah, just why. Just in general, why Why is did this? Peter Billingsley's agent let this happen? Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, which why do you want more information on? Um, let's hear these reviews. What, what's a good review on IMDb? So, so there's one that the headline of it is just simply to the point. Uh, the headline is loved it. <laughs> yeah loved it and part of the uh review says why is the this is a great first line why is the rating for this movie so low <laughs> question mark i thought it was a great kids movie i used to watch it all the time growing up it's cute zany and fun to watch and then the person writing this proceeds to like write an entire uh recap of what the the plot of it is which oh, we don't so need our, to go through again our show <laughs> essentially yeah essentially so uh, the, there was another one on there that it, uh, obviously the person writing it was just screwing around, but caught my eye. The The headline of this review is fascinating glimpse into the soul of chicken. Hold on. And this person said the Hoboken chicken emergency is, is perhaps one of the greatest exercises in surrealism. Okay. The symbolism denoted by the chicken is at the same, same time nostalgic for a simple more agricultural time and characteristic of a new, more frantic lifestyle. All so right. okay. either that person was just having fun, which I think they were, or they are way better at, uh, you know, film critique. You got to look than up you his other, They got a lot more out of it. You got to look up his other reviews. This, this is person's other reviews. Oh, I'll have to. Yeah. I'll find out what else they've written. See if, <laughs> uh, maybe all of their reviews are like this and they're being completely earnest and not joking around at all. It's just a cup, so, copy and paste. That's just that every fun thing. Every movie they review is just about the soul of chicken. <laughs> the soul of yes, <laughs> it, and it's and it's only movies about chicken, Nathan, or it's it's no, just it's every any movie, movie any he movie. thinks is about the yeah. soul of a chicken. <laughs> this guy's very in in tune with the, the chickens. 
this this reviewer's got his own things going on that he probably yeah. should deal with. Yeah, he's there's something that happened there in his life. The only other review I found there's a a website that I came across that I, I I'm trying to remember where I found it may be linked from IMDb as well, and where a guy does a a video um, of him talking to the camera and reviewing this film. And uh, I didn't watch the whole thing because it was kind of long. I watched some of it. But one of the things that stuck with me is he was ma- kind of like poking fun at the name of this this movie, The Hoboken Chicken Emergency. And he says in this review, he says, it sounds to me like when they were coming up with the name of this movie, they just took the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then tried to make each word in the title more um you know nice or mundane so <laughs> texas became hoboken chainsaw became chicken and massacre became emergency and that's how they came up with the title and i was like i i like that i i hadn't thought of that but i i like that uh, to me it, perspective on it it sounds like um when i forget what you call it but it's when uh when army like when the military people are like saying letters they're starting to spell out something yeah, like, so like uh, uh, one whiskey, zero three, tango, bravo. Yeah, one zero three chicken uh, Hoboken emergency. <laughs> that's oh god, that's great. That's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Like we got a chi- we got a Hoboken chicken emergency. I repeat, C Hoboken chicken emergency. H C C E. Okay, well, thank you. For tuning in to the first episode of season two network special 2.0 um is there like a tv network kind of thing like like network special plus or something like was there ever a station that <laughs> we'll, became... have to, we'll have to mull on that i don't know <laughs> offhand what that would be but yeah we'll come up with something uh, but no. yeah it was great this was this was a lot of fun so <laughs> I, I i nathan i appreciate you letting me step in and yes. uh for the listeners out there i hope i hope you enjoyed and uh how many turkeys and, uh, let, do you me, give let this? me come back for some more uh, uh, really, uh, how uh, many turkeys do you give this movie i give it um i give it three whole turkeys and but then i give it a couple like just independent like gizzards that are not okay. that are maybe like cut off from a t- different turkey so that's I'm That's giving, pretty good. It's not. It's not the worst. Out of a, on a scale of five turkeys, I'm giving this two dirty Louise, Louises, <laughs> and uh, three um, city tax, city taxes, three, three yeah. city taxes, <laughs> yeah. and uh, two abstaining truckers. Yeah. So all right. Yeah. Thank you so all much. Right. Uh, don't forget to go on to your favorite podcast place. Uh, like our. Uh, you know, give a review only five stars. Like, subscribe, yeah, rate, subscribe. review, all that stuff. You got to give us reviews. It's got to be good ones. Don't give us the bad ones. Uh, if you're not feeling, go on and talk about how I'm I'm the the Duke the the replacement Duke boy. Don't, yeah, don't uh, don't make just don't make fun of my laughter like past commenters <laughs> have done. Has um, that happened? Yeah. And sorry <laughs> if we don't get every Marvel fact correct. Um, oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, check us out on Facebook, uh, NetworkSpecialPodcast.com. You can get all the links for there. And uh, we love you and amen. All right. Bye. See you next time. <laughs>